On your mark, get set, go. Olympics. Here we are once again, men seeking tomahawks. It is Jack Drastic. It is Mama's fancy boy, Danny Franks. Danny, how are we? I'm present. I'm here. Ooh. I like your uh, on your mark, ready, set, let's go. That was a uh, Olympic reference, I'm guessing, because we are a month away from the Summer Olympics in Tokyo, Japan, where the sprints will take center stage. I can neither confirm nor deny that being accurate. I really have no idea. I like the well, Olympics. I don't mind it. No, but I want to go back. I want to reverse here because when I said, uh, how are you doing? You said present. And I think well, that's interesting. <laughs> well, you remember in class, like you could say here, you could say uh, present. Um, true. The, uh, true. And I don't know, when you when you referred to me as the fancy boy or the fancy pants or whatever, oh. I felt like there was two types of people that would say present instead of here. It was either the people that were really, you know, being official. It was like, you know, the straight lace kids or the really sarcastic ones that were like trying to kind of uh, tongue in cheek be a rule obeyer. That usually was the category I fell into. We call them the extra. They have their extra. That's what they call it now, right? Extra. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Special. I was special. There's basic and then there's extra. And Danny yeah. was an extra student. That's good. Yep. Well, well, Dan, my my point in bringing up asking how you were feeling and your response thereafter was that uh, this evening we are going to be discussing. We're actually going to get a little serious. We never get serious, but I think tonight we should. You know, this is a good topic. Uh, we're going to discuss some mental health, and I'm calling this episode uh, or, or the topic this evening "Uneffing Our Mental Health" because let's be honest. Most of us are dealing with something right now, right? Yeah, and and we'll, we'll you know we'll have some fun. It's not going to all be yeah. serious. We'll make some jokes and have some fun. But yeah, and I think you know one of the, when you first brought up that we should maybe do this, um, uh, the first inclination was to pull back when you want to do a serious topic and be like, oh, we don't you know we don't need to do that. But then it was interesting that you said like a conversation we had offline was something that kind of led to this, which I thought was interesting, but made sense and. It really, what it you know opened my eyes a little bit to is is you know mental health and that kind of that conversation is not just like one track. Like I know right. a lot of people when you say mental health, there's like a certain kind of thing they think, and we'll get into that a little deeper. But it's much wider than that. It's in a much more broad conversation and one that um yeah I'm excited to dive into. We've not done something like that before. Yeah, this this might come as a shock, but we are not mental health professionals. And so this is this is just going to be a a smattering uh, a scatter shooting if you will of just some thoughts, uh maybe some some small steps that you could take. Uh you know, maybe talking about a little bit about what's getting us down, what could be potentially getting us down and then you know, maybe some ideas regarding help. So, uh, you know, I think it's um, I think it's you know, I know for me it's going to be a, a valuable uh, undertaking and hopefully it is for Danny as well as our listeners. So, so Dan, that's what's coming up next on the show is a little bit of mental health chit chat. Uh, now, one thing that I think uh, helps me is uh, in terms of the mental health is hanging with friends. And so, why not start with a musician who is very much a very good friend of us and of the show? Uh, so, guys, right here is our good friend Tony Ferraro some uh, music out of Denton, Texas here it is, it's Landline Lover and it can be found on Men Seeking Tomahawks
Elvises. That was the great, the great Tony Ferraro, good friend of the show, with Landlined Lover. To hear more from old Tony or any other musician featured on the program, go to menseekingtomahawks.com. You can actually hear him at the top and the bottom of every show. That's a fun fact. Yeah, That's we don't we don't get enough credit indeed. there. We don't give enough credit for Tony for being the uh, ah. amazing artist. Oh, Tony no. Tony gets enough 11 p.m. maybe not completely sober text from me to know how much I love him and what he does. All right, well, I, I take it all back. Don't Tony. give him credit here. Don't give him credit. Yeah, on don't the give air him then. any credit. How dare you. Yeah, let's uh let's get you on the show, Tony. We need a chit-chat. But anyway, tonight tonight we're going to chit-chat about uh about the mental health. And Dan, I wanted to make this first segment a little bit of free form, I guess, because you and I had a conversation the other evening. You know, we both live in Texas and Texas has, uh, as the nation has realized, doesn't know how to do electricity good. And so I was thinking, you know, let's, uh, let's give old Elon Muskie, let's give him a chance to electrify my house. So I told Dan, I did a little bit of a, a solar panel eval, and uh, it won't be that much money to, you know, do some solar panels on the house. And here comes Dan, the Debbie Downer, Franks. Oh, man, just so no way you shouldn't. You'll never you'll never recoup that money. It's not worth it. We're all going to die tomorrow. Woe is me. Like you were so put out. I've never heard you that depressed. And it shocked me. Shocked me, Dan. Yeah. So I. <laughs> two parts there. First of all, yes, I did originally respond to your statement that you'll not get your money back out of that. The investment will never, you'll never save enough through the, I think that was what my thought. You'll never save enough through this, um, you know, getting rid of electricity through solar panels based on how much you told me it would cost. And I guess that's just my, my kind of thought when people talk about electric vehicles or solar panels or, or things like that is a lot of the times people are doing it because, okay, I'll never have a gas bill or I won't ever have an electric bill. And, and like, it's easy to be like that because, you know, we, we still get people coming door to door and about half the time it's people wanting to put solar panels on your house. And that's always a pitch. They're never talking about like environment or global, you know, warming or anything like that. They just say like, Hey, look at this ROI on putting the solar panels on your house. So that's the first thing I went to, but then you kind of threw it back in my face and you were like, well, Dan, I'm not trying to make money out of it. I'm just trying to make the environment better. Just trying to keep the earth here around for your children, Dan. That's all. That's I mean, I'm I'm not Jesus or anything, but come on. I'm I'm just here for for your children. Yeah, and I could have not so I mine, could have but- <laughs> I could have responded to that and been like, "Oh yeah, you're right. Like that's that's a good thing." But I didn't. I didn't respond that way. I said, "Well, what kind of difference?" And you know, we're not, we weren't joking. We I was this serious. I was like, "What kind of difference are you going to make?" Like like the okay you're you're you know what did I, what was my thing a drop in the ocean a raindrop in the ocean is what uh, you're, you're something like that just such give up just <sighs> such give up from dan and i could tell like you uh you know and and that's fair there's no reason to not have a little bit of give up right now i totally get that yeah and i think you know a lot of us feel that, that way right now as we have our own you know thoughts beliefs opinions things we 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 believe in but then also a lot of us feel helpless to what we as individuals 
can do about it. And I think in terms of like climate change, for instance, that was your, that was your, your thought process behind it. And it just, you, you feel so helpless as an individual, like you see all this coming, going, uh, go, you know, going along, you see the, the statistics, you see the, the studies coming out, you see everyone saying by, you know, this year, you know, this part of California is going to be a part of the ocean because of, you know, melting glaciers and all that. So you see like all these things that seem to be kind of like agreed upon facts, like certain cities are just going to disappear over the course of time. And it's scary. And it's something that, you know, you feel, you know, passionate about and some, or enough to at least explore those opportunities. And, and I do as well. But then when I take a step back and say, okay, me, what, what can I do about it? Like, okay, yeah, we can, and this goes across everything. We can recycle, we can, you know, turn the air conditioner up a couple degrees instead of running it on the coldest, on the coldest thing. We can do these things that, that maybe feel good, feel like we're contributing. But I guess at that time when we had that conversation, my feeling was we really can't. And that's, that's, yeah. that was where I was coming from. It wasn't any kind of, you know, malice towards your idea or kind of trying to no, put down your that. idea, but it was like just kind of a, you know, a defeated attitude of like, what can we really do about it? Well, and, and to frame it under the guise of, you know, talking about our mental health, right? So it sounds like to me, you know, where you're coming from is you're maybe feeling a little bit down because of the circumstances, like the, uh, the big world changing situations that we need to face, right? Is that, is that kind of what's, yeah, the overall feeling of, of personal helplessness with big things. Like obviously we can make decisions that affect our family um, and like make big impacts there. But then on some of these bigger things like that, that's just an example. You know, there's all kinds of things, whether it's politics and like, okay, my vote doesn't count or, you know, anything like that where big right. picture, you're a small player in the big picture. So I guess at, at least at that time where my frame of mind was like, I'm not going to put my focus on that because I can't affect that. Like my little, my little contributions won't affect that. Whereas, like I said, family, household, person, job, all of these things, like what you do, your decisions you make are going to um, have a lot more impact. So, you know, I, 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 but I don't think they're mutually exclusive. You can't, you don't have to pick one or the other, but that was just kind of at the time where my, where my frame of mind was. Hmm. Yeah, I I get that. And I and I feel like that makes lots of sense. You know, I f- I think for me though, I feel a bit of optimism when it comes to the the challenges that we face here in 2021 and what we could do about them. I I do feel like there's a lot of things that will be kind of awesome to discover. You know, it's like a a whole new frontier. Like we have these problems that we're facing and we can come up with solutions. I love problem solving. So, and and you do see that there's a lot of problem solvers out there throwing a wide array of, of solutions out for a myriad of issues, not just climate change, but all sorts of things that we're facing. But you know, the thing to me though, again, and I'm not saying that I'm not depressed because I mean, goddamn, yes, I'm absolutely have been dealing with depression and I think it's really, you know, I think I started, I think I phoned you up and told you I wanted to start doing the show again because I was kind of feeling depressed. I was like, I think this would be a really cool thing for us to do. And I think that's even a meme where guys (laughs) start a podcast (laughs) instead of going to therapy. Now, luckily, I'm not starting a podcast because this is like our 95th episode. That's right. And I am doing therapy too. So, booyah. But, you know, if I had to, if I had to kind of, I've been thinking about this a lot, getting prepared to do this show with you. And I, I think about for me, the thing that does that, that actually makes me depressed. It isn't so much the problems, but it's the, it's the lack of solidarity with society. You know, we see this a lot with, you know, like the anti-vax stuff, right? Whether or not there's any validity, I don't think there is, but there's a lot of people that, aren't getting on board. And there's a lot of people that aren't getting on board with a lot of issues. And I think that's the thing that makes me depressed is the, like the loud scientifically illiterate among us that uh, might be the vocal minority, but man, they are vocal. And and I think that's the thing that kind of gets me down is what we just went through with 2020. But prior to that, a lot of these other big problems, you know, not, you know, you, you see things that, 
very smart people are telling you, hey, that's a problem. But then when you go to talk to so-and-so, so-and-so tells you, man, that ain't no, that ain't no problem. You know, that ain't nothing. That ain't real. And I think that's the thing that's got me down for a while, you know, is just thinking that there are solutions to anything that we might face as a planet, but that getting everybody on board to do the thing we got to do might not really be possible. And I, and I think that actually, you know, believe it or not, is very close to kind of my stance in a different application, but my stance when we had that conversation, and I think I did follow it up with saying like, and again, that was like a micro topic we were talking about, but it's a bigger conversation when I said, okay, yes, you doing something is good. But when we see large corporations doing something or we see governments doing something that has the same motivation behind it that you did, then we'll start seeing, you know, movement. So I think, like you said, it, yours is a little bit more like groups of people, but mine's like, okay, like, yeah, we agree there's issues. We agree there's a way to fix it, but until like, Real, until, until something actually happens. Yeah. Then it's just like, you know, throw your hands in the air and okay, what, what can I affect? So I think that that's where I was going with that. Um, but yeah, it, I, I think, well, I don't think like surroundings, whether it's, you know, people or, or, in, or in environment in terms of, you know, the weather and stuff, all of those things contribute to mental health. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, there's all those studies about, the parts of the world where they have like really long days and then really long nights, you know, near the North pole yeah. and the South pole. Um, and those times where for instance, like it's almost dark all day, they get like one hour of light a day, like their mental health just, just tanks. And, mm -hmm. you know, so, so there's so many factors around us that affect our mental health. And I think oftentimes it's, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what that is. Like I couldn't tell you what was happening in my day that caused that reaction to you. Cause had you come to me at a different time of day or a different, you know, different day of the week could have been totally different response. Yeah. And I think that's a form of mental health too, is like, you know, what your know, highs and lows and in betweens. Yeah. What, well, what's happening more often than not, you know, there's situational and circumstantial things, but generally speaking, you know, how are you, you know, but you've, you've always, I've always felt like you were very veiled. I felt like I've always been, uh, I am me and you know exactly what me is to a TMI degree, but I've always felt like you were much more subdued. It's kind of like what I've talked about, about the Franks in general, <laughs> just not knowing, you know, your dad's a secret agent and all that good stuff right. that, uh, that, uh, but you know, but, um, you know, I think it's good to talk about stuff. You know, maybe I'm not the right one to say that because I feel like I can talk about everything with everybody, but I think it's good, especially with, with guys, you know, to, you know, just talk about what's going on and how you're feeling. Yeah. And I, and I also think like I've, I, I consider myself fortunate that I've not struggled with a lot of the more common mental health things such as depression. Like, and that's what I hinted at earlier in the episode. Like usually when you think of mental health, the first thing that comes to mind is depression. Um, yeah. And because I've not, I've just not had those issues. I've often thought like, okay, mental health is like something that other people have to worry about. Not me because I don't suffer depression, but you know, then you zoom out and you'd be like, Oh, but there's, there's different forms of not depression, but all different aspects of mental health. Like for me, I consider myself too much of a workaholic and I have a really hard time balancing the work that I do and the hobbies that I have and my family obligations. And I do them all, but like something sacrifices it often that sleep or there's always something that that sacrifices right. and all of that contributes to your mental health. So while I don't feel like I have depression that I deal with, there are things like that of like just that overwhelm of all these things going on and just feeling that that intense pressure to to address all those things and satisfy, satisfy those things and not yeah. let, not let any of these, you know, other parties, yeah. people down. And oftentimes it's at the sacrifice of, of my own self. You do spend a lot of plates. Um, so other than like this, like the meme says, other than this podcast, do you feel like you've <laughs> asked for help? Do you feel like you've, you've gone out there and sought any, any help, help self-help self books or anything like that? Um, no, I, I haven't. Like I've, I've, you know, it's funny. I, but I do listen to podcasts on all different subjects, and and have started listening to some of them that are more, um, 
like for me, it's more like prioritizing things and writing things down and, but then giving yourself kind of, I guess the, the term would be grace, like putting a plan in place, but giving yourself grace if you're not able to accomplish everything. Yeah. So like, that's one of the big things I'm working on right now is like kind of having goals, having things like having time set aside for different aspects of life. That's not, you know, so it's not all, you know, everything just kind of all piling at once and just kind of having to sort through it, but really trying to compartmentalize my things, but then not holding, you know, being so hard on myself if I miss something or something, you know, has to fall through the cracks because, um, you know, I, I have a family obligation and if something at work has to suffer and, and get pushed a couple of days, like not worrying about that the whole time that I'm doing that family thing, worrying about what, right. what I'm sacrificing otherwise. So that's what, that's what I'm, you know, working on is, is that, I don't think goal setting is the right word, but just like, you know, prioritizing, I guess would be the right word, prioritizing and then sticking to it. Good, man. That's good. I, I think it's good. I, th- I think introspection is good, you know, not to go out on too much of a limb there, but yeah, man. I mean, what, what, what about you? Like, you know, you, you talked about, yeah. you know, you talked about things. So, I mean, I'd love to hear like what that, what that's looking like, like right now. You know, I think positive. I do. Um, so 2020 was rough for me, just like everybody else. And I had the uh, misfortune of being very in the middle of the whole thing. But I feel like I was able to help out a lot of people. But it does. It was stuff that kind of haunted me, kind of s- stayed with me. And I've always, I you know, un- unlike you, I've always felt a little bit like I've, I've had issues dealing with depression and mental stuff. And, um, it is nice that it feels as if some things have been destigmatized. You know, I just feel like nowadays it's a lot easier to say these things. And I also think that it's kind of cool that things have been a little bit technologyified, if you will, because I've been doing like the, uh, the internet therapy, right? Like I get on a, just kind of like we do the show. Facebook. I think it's called I Facebook. Like, I used to get on Facebook. No, I, internet therapy. <laughs> I, yeah, right. Yeah, totally. So we'll, we'll talk about Facebook next segment, but I, I've done, uh, like a therapist on the, on the, on the internet and it's, it's been weird. It's been, there's now, been this like time. webcam or is this just like tech based? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, both. Like I would, I do one of those services that you can do the webcam meeting, like a, just a therapy session. And then sometimes you can just text them or they'll send you like an assessment and it's been, it's been good. And, uh, I, I am happy to say like, there's been some time, like sometimes I'll do these, these sessions and it's like, you know, you get out of them and you just feel like the only thing I can liken it to is going into a college, uh, class. And like, by the end of it, sometimes you just feel like your mind has exploded something like that, but more emotional, you know, where I'd get off the computer and be like, holy crap, you know? Um, so it's, it it has been an up and down mixed bag sort of thing, but I've kept doing the assessments on it and I'm getting better. Like the, the assessments that I'm doing show that things are, are getting better. And I feel like, like we've said on this thing before, life is kind of normalizing, not per, not completely, but somewhat and that's really cool and that's probably helping but you know it it is cool to really put the work in and try and and see the progress so pretty happy yeah, with I, it um yeah then that's good and yeah you, you like you said those new tools out there so i think yeah it's been a combination of destigmatizing like admitting it or talking about it publicly or telling your friends about issues you're having because it yeah. seems like even you know even a decade or so ago like the answer was, okay, you're going to kind of go to a therapist behind the scenes, but not tell anybody about it. And you're going to be embarrassed if someone finds out that you have a, an appointment with a therapist or like drugs, like, and I'm, and I'm talking like prescription drugs. Like that was the, that was the solution to so much. And now people feel like, and you know, I, I think drugs are still certainly, you know, prescribed and in play, but I think that what they're not the only solutions now. So not only are there those tools where maybe if you're like a lot of people get super anxious about going to doctor's appointments. So I could imagine somebody that's suffering from depression and then, you know, putting myself in their shoes, like getting anxious to go meet with somebody in person and talk about it. Um, 
that could, to me, like if I, I feel like if I were in that position, that would make things worse, not better, or at least the, the anticipation or the dread to do it. So the fact that you now have, um, you know, we're all, we all spend our days on the computers or, or phones, it seems like. So if you're able to just kind of take that place that is your, your comfort place, your comfort zone and still kind of accomplish a similar thing by talking to somebody that can help and just getting it out there. You know, we, we often talk about all the bad things about technology, but that certainly seems like a good thing coming out of it. Yeah. And, and I really think, man, I I've learned this at different times in my life for different segments of my life that humility and contrition are huge. You know, I mean, once, once you're really able, I've got a five-year-old and he thinks he knows karate. He doesn't know karate, you know, <laughs> but he, but I can't convince him of that. I'm like, but, but if you just admit it that you don't, and you can d- determine that you want to learn karate, you can, and you can do that with every part of your life. And I've learned that at different times in my life for different reasons, you know, with work where I'm like, I know what I'm doing at work, but then I'm like, you know what? I really don't know what I'm doing at work. And if you just realize how much you don't know, that opens up doors. And, and that's been my re- most recent revelation for myself has been to, to say, look, I don't, I don't know what's going on up here, you know, and I want to know. And that willingness to be open and uh, vulnerable and curious, I think has been, I think it's a good, just general concept good good play to run just in general um but it's really helped me out you know for this so so yeah and i I, you know again this is just kind of a chit chat and just kind of a discussion but i i'm glad to hear that you are exploring that space for yourself and i really it's helped me out and i encourage the good listener to to do the same thing yeah and you know kind of to, to wrap up this piece, at least my, my end of it. Um, and when we talked about the different technologies and different advances, one of the things that I've started looking into is this calm.com app. So C A L M calm.com. Okay. And it's, uh, it's a little bit more like meditation, relaxation, focus. Uh, so it's not like you're not working with somebody. There's not someone on the other end, but there's different like exercises you kind of go through on your own based on what you're trying, you know, if you're feeling stressed that day or feeling like you can't focus. And so I, I don't know, I don't know actually the term, the term for that, like what that is, but it's just, to me, that's also a, a type of therapy is like identify like meditation or yeah, a little bit of meditation, which I've never been one to meditate, but this is like, it's, it's like a guided thing. So it's kind of like, you know, meditation for self-improvement or meditation for, reducing anxieties. And I, and I think a lot of the exercise is almost just being able to self-identify like what you're, what you're going through at any given time, just because, you know, I mentioned it before we all go through highs and lows and, and the highs sometimes feel too high and the lows sometimes feel too low. Um, so being able to identify like, okay, this is like my current situation. This is, you know, self-evaluating and then having some way to, you know, to address that if it's an issue and, and something like a calm.com to me seems like a good, uh, a good feature to kind of find yourself centered. And I've, I haven't, I haven't gotten into it yet, but I, people keep bringing it up to me and mentioning it. So I see people that are, are genuinely getting value from it. And I'm sure there's lots of other things. It's just kind of the, the brand name out there. Speaking of lots of other things, Dan, coming up next, we're going Ooh. to discuss a few things that, uh, might, might just they're not websites or apps, sorry, but uh, actually quite the opposite, but yeah, we're going to discuss maybe a few other little tips and tricks that people might be able to take, Ooh. uh, kind of help out that mental, that old mental health. But, uh, but Dan coming up right now, another thing that some people do to burn off some steam. I don't know if you do this. I don't know if you rage sing around your kitchen while you're doing the dishes, but sometimes I like to listen to some really aggressive rap and I have to say, this is the most aggressive rap we've ever played on this show. Uh, just, just a fair warning. A little bit of uh, explicit content coming up your your way here, guys. But, uh, but right now we're gonna listen to Evolve featuring Chef Mike. This is uh, Gourmet Dust, and it's right here on Men Seeking Tomahawks. Gourmet Dust. Come snort with us. 
your face, bones, body, and image. Vintage violence, even the gods known. The favorite from the streets, praise the dead, broken, living, low life, vicious, uninhibited. All hell is royal sickness. That fly around the globe, stash of luxury pads, superior DNA, low life, smash and grab, garments selected at least a year in advance. Mathematical smooth moves, keep chasing the bag. Leave a twat in a trance, rocking face mask, fitted 95 Air Max, black flag, waving like Henry Rollins, body bag, fuck the cops and their bosses, dirty stash, no profits, baggy, hold them hostage, from the fight club ever, knuckle up, homicide, terror, wet back, prolific stacks unlimited, still banned in America, y'all inferior, the kid known to put the fear in ya, yeah. Break your face, bones, body, and image Vintage violence, even the gods known The favorite from the streets, praise the dead Broken, living, low life, vicious, uninhibited All hell is royal sickness That 96 bit with a 2021 twist That money, power, respect Family first to cut the debt My call for the gods, bullet scars Gangsters and vets, warriors, lyrics Chant murder, ghosts in the wind Bang our chest proudly, salute my last breath Dials at my bully core, thinking my elephant skin Fishes back again, rigging necks From the burbs to the projects No one is safe from the spig and his violence Back to cracking bats on hedge, y'all know the ledge Five points over the edge I ain't afraid of death, the man behind the iron curtain Pulling the strings, the hand in hand that clipped the devil's wings a bad son of a bitch Break your face, bones, body, and image Vintage violence, even the gods known The favorite from the streets, praise the dead Broken, living, low life, vicious, uninhibited All hell is royal sickness Break your face, bones, body, and image Vintage violence, even the gods known The favorite from the streets, praise the dead Broken, living, low life, vicious, uninhibited All hell is royal sickness Return of the school face, tyrannical beat break My cadence bold face, like handshake with snakes Break fake smoky like the 38 These hands make your mind your business Keep your eyes on your own plate Bad knuckle jump off Heated like when the bump pop Pop trunk, dump off Body boys run off Street smart to book smart Two different things Either you have the heart for violence Or you're smart enough to walk away Turn the page Thin line is what they say Piss on parades Just to fuck up your day Me no play When the repertoire is state Miss me with that bullshit Unless you ready for war Know what I'm saying? Face, bones, body, and image Vintage violence, even the gods known The favorite from the streets, praise the dead Broken, living, low life, vicious, uninhibited All hell is royal sickness Break your face, bones, body, and image Vintage violence, even the gods known The favorite from the streets, praise the dead Broken, living, low life, vicious, uninhibited All hell is royal sickness Evolve and Chef Mike with Gourmet Dust Dan, that was a little bit of uh, hip-hop Detroit hip hop, courtesy of the Common and Normal Hip Hop Collective. We've uh, featured their output before and we love them. The song made me blush a little. Whoa. <laughs> I hope they put that in their uh, on the album cover. As Testimonials. The made me blush a little. <laughs> was yeah, good, no, good it, was, it, was, it was good. We've uh, we don't have a whole lot of hip hop and that was uh that was some serious hip hop, my friend. We don't have a lot of street cred, is what you're saying. Weird. It's weird how two white guys in the Dallas suburbs have very little street cred. Very strange. Let's turn it around in this segment. This segment's going to turn it around. This 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 is the segment we turn the entire franchise around. So, so guys, again, uh, I feel like I need to put a little bit of legalese on this. We are not the Doctor Phils of the world. We are not the Doctor Oz's of the world. We are surprisingly shockingly even less credible than those a-holes and but however we do appreciate science do we not do we not dan we do we are believers and so in that spirit i am going to give good listener just a few ideas i mean these are scientifically proven simple simple things these are nothing crazy but just some ideas that we can discuss that might help you out a little bit. And the first one, even though we always tell you to join us on the social channels, is get off the social channels. <laughs> it is uh, well established at this point that social media affects us in a very negative way. And to kind of guide us through this quick delineation 
I was I've brought up a uh, an article from Forbes that basically is an aggregate of many many studies that have happened that say why you should limit or minimize your social media and why and what it does to you if you don't. So one one of the first things that are brought up here is it's addictive and oh my god is it ever i mean okay so i work where i also like i do the day job in the same little station that i make this show and edit this show and do all the things that are associated with making this show happen and i've just recently uh pried control of the facebook page away from dan and it's so effing addictive. Like I, I have not looked at fate. I t- took myself off Facebook years ago because I read, because we've already done this segment on this show. <laughs> and I was like, ah, I really want to help promote the show. So, okay, put me back on there. And I'm sitting here, I'm doing work work and then I'm doing show work. But then all of a sudden my, the little spinny wheel, like my computer's thinking about something. I'm like, Ooh, I've got a minute. I can look at the Facebook. It's like, why am I looking at the Facebook? But it's because it's like it's that the the endorphin the the good the good feeling the happy feelings right it's uh it's so effing manipulative yeah they're definitely designed to once they get you in to keep you in um and I you know every time you get on the platform there's something little some little tweak to do that like if it, it just for Twitter for instance if you are smart enough to not follow that many people except those who are close to you that maybe you actually care about what they're saying or doing. If you get to the bottom of your stream and have looked at everything that anyone has said, then you audit, then it's going to all of a sudden start showing you suggestions of people you might want to, because like heaven forbid you, you see everything. And then if then it'll like say, oh, scroll to the top and see all the new stuff that your people have, have posted since then. So it's not designed to get in and get out. It's designed to get in and then never let you out. And if you get out, then you're defeating their, their goal. Yeah, they, they use a lot of the same manipulation that the slot machine, like the gambling uh, tactics, uh, you know, use. I actually used to work, okay, side random, uh, you know, Jack just got distracted by a shiny object. But I used to work with this guy who, that was his 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 career, was he helped build slot machines. And we used to discuss how the same tactics that they use to keep you at that slot machine are the same things that they apply with these social media networks. So yeah, bad stuff. Me and that guy, by the way, again, side note, me and that guy both got food poisoning, really, really bad food poisoning in Puerto Rico on a work trip. The same night that Osama bin Laden uh, was no longer with us. So all those things definitely, uh, (laughs) definitely tie in together in some way. Some, some way, some J.J. Abrams way. So another another thing that we should know about what science says about social media is that it actually triggers more sadness and less well-being. Uh, so the more that we use social media, the less happy, happy we are. And it's, and it's actually, it's funny because uh, the suggestions from the studies show that uh, Facebook actually builds your perception of social isolation. So it seems like you're, you know, you're with friends, right? And you're involved. But in all actuality, heavy usage of social media is shown to make you feel less together. That's bad. Yeah, and I think it also encourages you to, like it definitely, it, it the perception is you're seeing everyone being themselves, but that encourage you as, as a self, it encourages you to not be yourself because you're trying right. to put on that front. That's something funny actually just happened recently and I'll, I'll be careful and not expo- <laughs> expose anybody here. But um, a friend of mine was telling me that his uh, child was in, was in dance class and they were just like, they felt like they overspent. Everything was overpriced. They had to pay so much money like at the beginning of the session for this show that was happening at the end of the session, this like recital thing. And it was just so expensive. They felt ripped off. They didn't, you know, they weren't enjoying it at all. And I kind of passed that message on to my wife. And then several days later, she's like, Oh, um, you know, I I see our friend, you told me that story, 
but they just posted on their their Facebook wall how how rewarding this experience was for their child to be in dance class and how it was like the best thing they've done. And I was like, yeah, that's basically the opposite of what yeah. they told me in private. And they're putting something else up. And that was just a perfect example of not truth. Like you get it's on there, true. but then us, right. you know, but then us, it had, had we not had that backstory, we'd look at that and be like, oh man, we haven't enrolled our girls in dance class. Yeah. And like, like, our, I guess we're the bad parents because look how valuable this has been for them. And it's just not true. And, and and to that exact point, these are the next two bullet points on this list of different ways that social media messes with you is that it, it creates a mentally unhealthy state of comparing your lives with others because you know, like you just pointed out, you're not comparing your life to reality if you were to be comparing your life to what that person is publishing, right? Because you know the the inside story. Uh, and the other thing is that it can lead to jealousy, you know? I mean, that, and that makes perfect sense because if you don't get it, if you don't get that people aren't putting the bad stuff on social media, they're making themselves look like life is awesome, you know, it's that whole braggart thing, then you're going to be like, man, I wish my life was always kick ass all the time. Like, you know, Danny Franks's or, you know, whoever. You <laughs> yeah, know? no, I've definitely, and I've definitely pulled back on social media and you know what you mentioned you, being on Facebook for the show. Um, I feel like I'm on social media mostly for, for my day job, you know, keeping track of things and making sure things are, are going well there. But like from the personal perspective, very rarely am posting personal things. Very rarely I'm interacting. Like sometimes I feel bad because, you know, on my birthday or something, I'll have all the friends come and, and wish happy birthday. And I never do that in the the other way. But it's really just because like I just am trying not to get into the the back and forth or like you said, that that perception or, or trying to put some sort of front out there and also trying not to see that front from other people just because like you said, you know, that's not them. So trying to kind of keep grounded and keep reality kind of across the board. And I think like you said, being, being on social media is kind of pulling you in the wrong direction there. Yeah. So I feel like I've driven the point home. I mean, we get it. Like just generally speaking, the more you can minimize that involvement, the better you'll probably be off. So again, these are simple tips and tricks. Here's another very simple tip and trick is exercise. Mm. As simple as possible. This is from, this is uh, from an article off of Harvard health. Uh, oh, Harvard. Just, uh, the, the Harvard, uh, not a satellite campus, but um, one of the things they point out is that for some people, exercise works as well as antidepressants, you know? Um, and it's simple. It's, it's very, it's just simple biology where once you start exercising a series of biological events occur, which give a lot of health, obvious, obvious, right. But worth pointing out that you're talking about protecting against heart disease, diabetes, you're improving your sleep, you're lowering, lowering your blood pressure, uh, and all of this exercise, all these benefits also release the, the feel good stuff, the endorphins, just like Facebook, but with far greater, uh, consequence, right? It's much more positive. So again, this is not, I feel like this is super simplistic, right? But I feel like sometimes it's worth revisiting, just getting back to basics, and just saying, hey, man, you know, if, if you're at a low point, that is one thing you could possibly do. Yeah, we talked about medication earlier, but, you know, the a lot of those things that the medications kind of are artificially doing, stimulating your body to release certain chemicals to your brain to tell you, hey, don't feel bad anymore. You know, yeah. that's oversimplifying things. But like you said, exercising often will release those same chemicals just in a natural way. Um, and, and sometimes it's even just changes of environment, like going outside, going for a walk. Yep. And while that's not my, you know, we talk about exercise and people might imagine like going to the gym or, or, or right. running or something like that. Oftentimes it is just going for a walk or, or changing your environment and getting fresh air. Um, I mean, it's, it's so simple. Like if you, if you've ever, you know, dealt with small children, if they're just like freaking out, oftentimes taking them for a drive in the car or putting them in the stroller and taking them for a walk, just that change of scenery. And, you know, I'm not necessarily saying that's like a mental health thing, but it's the same way their body is reacting to that 
that just change um, is the same thing that happens when, you know, we as adults decide, hey, I'm going to go from sitting in this chair scrolling on social media to just getting getting my heart pumping or just doing something different and affecting my body in that way. This this makes me think a lot about the one year ago, right? Or hell, more than one year ago now, the, the very beginning of 2020, where we're looking at these reports about this thing that we don't understand. We don't know what the ultimate outcome is. We still don't know. But in the very early days, we're like, holy crap, this could be it. This This could be the end. And I remember one of my, and this is not, this is not me bragging. Like I've got it all figured out because trust me, God, I do not. But one of the very first things I did was like, man, you know what? Control the controllables, get back to basics. You can't, the gym is closed right now. Like there's no going out. You're none of that stuff. So I pulled together every last bit of random workout equipment that I had aggregated over my 40 years threw it in my gym started reading some crossfit blogs and i was like you know what let's just do something every other night i'm gonna do something and it it helped i mean it didn't like i feel i've told you this man i'm like i'm like fat strong right now i'm like so <laughs> dad bod fat strong you know but i mean there was that benefit where every night after my insane job and my family responsibilities and how those were just smooshed up against each other. I would get in the garage. I would see, okay, what am I doing tonight? And I would just make it happen. And it, it helped. It didn't fix anything, but it definitely helped me. And, uh, I, I think that's a, I think that's been a constant through my life. And I, I, I would recommend it to people who are struggling and that's not a, component they've considered yet. Yeah. And I think it's, if, if, if someone has gotten to that point where they are an adult and just never have really gotten, gotten into any of that could be really difficult. I don't even know where I would suggest people start. I mean, do you have any thoughts other than like my first thought is like, go for a walk or something, you know, like this is very basic, like just do something. I think that's, that's the neat thing now is that, um, you know, there, gosh, if, if the man who invented the internet realized what it was going to end up being, he'd probably have never invented it. However, there are a lot of, just like this show is trying to be right now, there are a lot of people with good intentions with suggestions, you know, not guidance, but suggestions. And so, yeah, there's all sorts of where you could start kind of places. And finally, Dan... If we couldn't get any more simplistic, I just want to mention the benefits of sunlight. Mm. Again, this is not, we ain't, uh, we ain't reinventing the wheel here, Dano. This is just us saying some things that might work, but you know, the, the sunlight triggers the release of the good hormones. Is this why you spent so much of your early twenties in tanning beds? Oh God, I didn't spend that much of it. Well, that was you and me trying to get on TV, right? Um, the, <laughs> I, I do not, uh, yeah, the, 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 the tanning bed just never, we never really got it off me and the tanning bed just never really got along too well. So the tanning bed culture, but no, I mean, but honestly, like that can again, artificially stimulate the same, the same things in your body, like sunlight artificial or not, right? Like you could you lived like we talked earlier about the people that live in alaska and only see the sun for a couple hours a day like you could get your body in the uh in the suntan you... booth is that what no dan <laughs> is that what no, you're no to what you just did no god i feel like you were you trying were... to justify the tan bed and i don't even know why i know i feel like what you're doing now is trying to get us on like midday television you're like the secret to happiness at your local suntan spa i like well Tan bed, tanning beds, tanning, check yes or no. Tanning beds and you throw out those antidepressants. I don't know why you just did what you did, but you did. And, and I appreciate that. And we're all better for it. No, we're not in no way in no way at all. Dan, I know for me having this show to look forward to helps my mental health. I always feel better after I hang out with my men seeking tomahawks friends 
you know, you, the musicians we showcase on the program, and of course, the good listener. Oh yeah, especially the good listener. And while you may be my best friend, I am concerned about the mental health of all of my men seeking tomahawks buddies. That being said, why don't we make a call and check in with one of them right now? Yeah, that's a good idea, and I'm I'm cool calling any of them as long as that person is not Trevor. Too late, already oh. dialing. Hello, you've reached the voicemail box of the Trevor Rendezvous. Mm. I'm not available <laughs> at the moment. Likely I'm indisposed. Off on some extravagant, luxurious escapade, the likes of which you can only imagine. Well, Jack, judging by the voicemail greeting, he doesn't sound very depressed and he's not available, so maybe we should just hang up. Please <sighs> feel free to leave me a message, and if compelling enough, you may pique my curiosity, and I may return your call at the time of my choosing. This is a really long yeah. voicemail greeting. Without further ado, here is the beep. Leave your communique thereafter. Uh, no beep, Jack. I guess we can hang up. Oh, I got you, Mincing. Oh. Oh, what a jolly ruse I've played <laughs> upon you. It is actually I, Trevor Rendezvous, coming at you live via the miracle of a telephone. Oh, you got us, Trevor. Listen, we were doing a show about mental health, and we figured, you know, we'd call and check in on our friend Trevor. You know, just see how you're doing. Me? You thought there might be something of concern regarding the mental state of Trevor Rendezvous? Oh, come on, man. I think Jack was just trying to be considerate, Trevor. Well, save your magnanimous gestures for someone else. I, Trevor <laughs> Rendezvous, am resplendent as always. And as you may have guessed, I am an expert and authority in the field of mental health. Oh, wow. That's in addition to being an expert on, what, dog parks and golf carts? And garage sales, Jackie boy. Yes, you see, I spent many years researching mental health while studying abroad at Harvard's satellite campus in Corpus Christi. <laughs> yeah, there's no way that you attended Harvard in Corpus Christi, Texas. Fine, I admit it. I actually attended the Harvard campus located in Sugarland, Texas. But everyone fibs and says it's Corpus Christi. It's just far more prestigious and way Obviously. cooler. Anyway, my studies in mental health left me with some mental tips and tricks that have blessed me with a lifetime of the best mental health anyone could ever ask for. Wow. My mental hygiene is a crowning achievement on par with the Mona Lisa or the Game of Thrones, but only seasons one through six. Trevor, would you like to share with us some of these miraculous-sounding tips and tricks for mental health? Maybe it'll help some of the listeners. Oh, Danny, boy, I couldn't possibly... Tip number one! <laughs> one of the worst things for one's mental health is social media. Mm. Yep. Well, now, we actually mentioned that already, Trevor, uh, how people should avoid social Absolutely. media. Oh, no, 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 Jackie boy. The issue is not too much social media, but too little social mm. media. <laughs> If one wants to really improve one's mental wellness, you should use social media as much as possible. Every waking moment, preferably. Scour through all of your neighbor's pictures showing how kick-ass their lives are. Post pictures of absolutely any male you consume. Check in to see how every person you've ever dated is doing. I do it all the time, ideally on every platform. Face space, Twitter, autogram, even Zombocom. <laughs> even Zombocom. Um, Jack, this just in from our attorneys. I um, have to read this. Uh, the views and opinions expressed by Trevor Rendezvous do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of men seeking tomahawks. Funny you say that, daddy boy, because that brings me to tip numero hmm. dos. When it comes to physical activities, otherwise known as exercising and one's mental well-being, it is important to remember to always, always, always never exercise ever. <laughs> okay. Listen, Trevor, again, that seems to fly directly in the face of some pretty well-respected guidance from scientific authorities on the subject. Oh, really? Well, were any of those scientific authorities ever a 13-year-old Trevor Rendezvous who one day in gym class accidentally made fly with some flatulence 
while on the <laughs> squat wreck in front of 30 other 13-year-old boys who to this day refer to him as Fatty McSquatter? I think <laughs> Jack, you got to stop laughing. Don't laugh at this man. Uh, Trevor, I'm really sorry to hear that. We all know how merciless kids can be. Did I tell, ever tell you boys about the time that I gave a Rorschach test to the Brickishaw Ferguson? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, well, I'm insane now, first of all. Um, Trevor, let's wrap this one up. You can go ahead and tell us how getting some sun won't make us feel better either. I mean, you might as well go for the hat trick here. Oh, Danny, oh, Danny boy, you daft, daft fribble. It's a little known fact that the sun is actually a star. And it's always recommended that one gets plenty of exposure to stars. And what better star to be exposed to than yours truly, Trevor Rendezvous. What? I am, I'm lost. It's over. Uh, Oh, that's right, boys. Come see my one-man play, Trevor Rendezvous. Strolling to Tijuana every other Wednesday this fall at the fabulous conference room one at the best Western extended stay in beautiful Decatur, Texas. And now, an excerpt from the show. Quiet, Dan. Jack. Shh. No, you shh. As I hauled my bloody, broken spirit of a body through the dusty Arizona township of Carefree, the pride of Maricopa County, I stopped by the local super pumper for the usual, a 44-ounce cup, one-third filled with gummy bears, one-third filled with Jolly Ranchers, and one-third filled with circus peanuts Mm. paired with a handle of Smirnoff. Peach Bellini ice. <laughs> and as the Arizona sunset, I, Trevor Rendezvous, thought to myself, where the hell is Tijuana? Thank you. Thank you. That was you. so dramatic. And so Thank one you. man. Gosh, Thank Trevor. You. Trevor Rendezvous, everybody. Thank you, Trevor. What a what a valuable phone call that was, Jack. Indeed. Friends, that's our show. Thanks so much for listening. For free and confidential mental health support available around the clock, call the SAMHSA National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP or go to samhsa.gov. For Dan, I'm Jack. For Jack, I'm Dan. And Trevor, I think you should take a bow. Take a bow, Trevor. Watch your head. Hooray. Hooray. Always. Thank you.